I'll do the roll call. Uh, roll call McConnell. Yes. Meckes. Yes. Vandervet. Yes. Jensen. Yes. I have to go through all these <laughs> Okay, we're not going to discuss the new business. Um, So people should just ask these questions they can do. Yeah, so you'll, I think, just read off that first one, and Stuart was the one who wanted it added. Okay. So he can talk about that. Um, okay, we have discussion regarding members of the police force who might have potentially ties to domestic terrorism groups. Yes. Um, the question I want to ask is, but of course, you know, to chief is that you know what do we have do we have a policy concerning um, officers belonging to these particular groups that are springing up all over the United States and it's becoming a real issue in the larger cities like Chicago and New York and a few other places that have refused the FBI's request to turn in um, hate crimes as of this year there's a lot of problems I'm seeing amongst the police forces in the major cities. And so I was wondering, is there a policy that Iowa City Police, Board ha Iowa City Police Department has concerning membership in these groups and whatnot? Sure, one of our policies is, uh, I, I can give you a copy of it. I'm not sure, we're in the middle of transitioning between Lexapol and our current general orders and policies. Right. And some of that is online, but this policy is specifically policy 320, which is standards and contact but it's a long policy and it covers um, rules and regulations but some of the, the first ones were uh, that specific to that is a discrimination oppression or favoritism policy and it says unless required by law or policy discriminating against oppressing and providing favoritism to any person because of actual or perceived characteristics and this mirrors similar city policies that the Iowa City uh, city government has as well. Um, the next one in that same policy is 320.5.4 is relationships and Part D says associating with or joining a criminal gang, organi organized crime, or criminal syndicate when the member knows or reasonably should know that the criminal nature of the organization. This includes any organization involved in definable criminal activity or enterprise except as specifically directed and authorized by the department. So that's one, uh, another portion that if we found something like that, we right. would be able to cite that as a violation of, um, and then it's a seven-page policy. No, excellent. I'm glad there is something there because it. And then there's always the catch-all, which is any act which would be bring discredit upon the department. Right. So that's um, that's catch-alls in this and then there's another one very similar that any any other on or off-duty conduct which a member knows or reasonably should know is unbecoming of a member of this department is contrary to good order efficiency or morale and tends to reflect unfavorably upon department or its members so how would we I guess my next question is how often do we know about that you know about officers belonging to such groups do we have do we have to wait until it comes out or do we have any kind of active looking for those things I guess that's my question well we also have a social media policy right um, and that would be prop my guess 
would be how that would come up or another, another officer bringing that to our attention. When we do background investigations for hiring purposes, sure. of course, we do all that stuff. Otherwise, we'd have to wait till it's brought to our attention or if, we, if well, it'd be brought to our attention okay. one way or another through that. Yeah. Okay, so somebody from the force and inside the force would more than likely have to bring that up if that was the case. Right. Okay. And as you guys are well aware, the vast majority of our sustained complaints are internally driven. Right, right. No, that's exactly from what I've looked at. So, and I appreciate of that. It was just a, I'm glad that, I just wanted to know was there, is there a policy involved and which is great because I'm, I'm worried. Sure, no, I get it. You know, it's, if it's growing in the major cities and it's really becoming a problem, and it's been declared domestic terrorism by other major nations across the world. It's and they're having to experience proud boy things in their police departments. It's getting prevalently bad to where I think we have to take up a little bit more notice and say, how can we? I hate to I want to say more actually pursue it, but I just don't know how that would happen. And that was that's the case that I'm concerned about is with the and forgive the slang wall of blue mm -hmm. police people were ratting out on each other is a rarity it doesn't happen very often and I, which is another thing that it and that and that's been that's just been the way it is for a long period of time and it's just so uh, I was wondering maybe like I said, I don't want to be, I don't want to intrude on people's amendment, First Amendment rights to free speech and whatnot, but yet I also feel protective of the public too as well. No, so, absolutely. No, um, I, I agree. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I, I heard the, the term proud boy and, and that was also somewhere in, in, in the notes. But I hope we're talking about all violent groups. Uh, yes. Uh, those on the left as well as on the right. Uh, including Antifa, BLM, and and all of that, not just that. So I, I don't want to come, certainly not come in the defense for, of of Proud Boy, but I just want to make sure that we we convey our concern about all violent uh, groups, uh, whether they are on the right or the left. I would, yes, and the ones that are defined, you know, by the federal government as domestic terrorists and whatnot, I would think would highly be at the top of the list of that. That would be, those would be groups that I would think need to be specifically targeted, the, the ones that are actually existing. The Southern Poverty Law Center puts out ma their mail every, yes. and they show that's where the most prevalent groups are. And Iowa's growing, by the way. Yeah, well, southwest Iowa showed the most around Des Moines and then yeah. southwest of that. Iowa's getting worse. It's, I've looked at the statistics from Southern Poverty Law Center. It is, it is a concern. It's not just something that's in the cities or anything else like that. Iowa's growing in hate groups very, very quickly. Thank you. Thanks, Chief. I appreciate it. Okay, the next was a, dis a discussion regarding police officers carrying business cards. We've been through this before. It sounds like it's kind of a hassle. Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> 
hassle. It's not a hassle. Um, I can. One of the things we're looking at. Um, I don't think carrying a business card is the best way for us to exchange mm -hmm. information. Um, at my former agency, we had what we called an incident information card, and on it would have the name of the officer, their, their case number, who they were supposed to call to follow up, and then on the back it would have the list of all the available agencies that would be helpful. It's a small card, the officers can carry it in their pocket. Bigger than a business card, but enough that the officers could carry it in their pocket, and it would have your number, it, and then it would have other numbers as well that they that could be helpful. I'd like to move to that. That wouldn't get rid of their business cards, though. I think the business cards are valuable for the officers to have, but I do think um, there's better ways where we can share the information because the officer, if someone gets a card and then they're like, well, I don't even know what my case number is, or and most officers would write it on there. But I think there are better ways, so we're looking into that and hope to have that out pretty soon. Good. But it's not a hassle to carry the cards. It's just a fact of life that sometimes they run out or the officer forgets to pass. So. Yeah, it's a low-item low priority of right. getting your day going. You right. know, you have a, a list of, what, 50 other things you have to check off before a business cards even appear on that list. So I totally understand that. Yeah. Anybody else? No? Okay. And then... Next item is Division of the Community, Dis discussion of the Community Forum. So it looks like looking at past years, you usually have that in mid to maybe late April. Um, so what we have to do tonight, I believe, is pick a date for that, and then um, I can schedule the room. And I also understand in the past, you because we'll go back to in-person, and in the past it's been at the library. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I looked at the the sorry the library. Yeah, public library. Meeting, yeah, for meeting the community array. forum. Well, I think we've had it right from. Oh, maybe that was on Zoom. Uh, okay. Yeah. We yeah. had it the last time. We had it from here. Uh, the last one, it was all Zoom. Because that okay. was my first. Yes, because Amanda. And then Amanda wasn't there, so I had to chair it again. You had to chair it unexpectedly. <laughs> oh, come back. Oh, I go Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at the library uh, meeting room A schedule, and it looks like um, I'm just going to throw these out here Thursday, April 20th. Excuse me. Um, let's see, and then April 24th, is that a Monday? That's a Monday. Okay. Um, and then Thursday the 27th, or Thursday May 5th, 4th, sorry, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Um, and I think what Kelly said is you usually have your regular meeting and then it's after that. Does anyone recall? Is that? Yeah. Um, so it would be after the April. 11th meeting. Yeah. Thank you. Anybody have a preference? Go through the dates again if you would. Okay. Uh, Thursday, <coughs> April 20th. Monday, April 24th. Tuesday, the 25th is also available. I didn't mention that. Thursday, April 27th. Or Thursday, May 4th. And if none of those work for everybody, we can... <coughs> Excuse me. And I know we don't have, you know, we only have four of you here out of seven, but. I would like the 20th, preferably. 
because okay. I have circuit meetings twice a month with fellow pastors. So, and 20th is not one of those days. Okay. So okay. <laughs> I'm going to be driving. If, so if it was like at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, like um, I, what time does it usually go? I believe they are at 5 o'clock. 530. 530. 530 or 5 30. 5 30 or something. It is at the same time as 5 30. Okay, that's, yeah, then I would prefer the 20th, but all possible. Okay. Um, and then, Chief, you're part of those as well? If asked. Okay. The first one I was because it was kind of a meet and greet. Last yeah. year, I was just. That's true. You did. Yeah. Okay. So, be, uh, again, and it's your board, your meeting. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm there announced as an attendee, then it, I hijack the meeting. Okay. For, you know. Do it. So it's up. It, that'll be up to you guys. Okay. Is that kind of dependent on the questions that come in from people ahead of time? Anybody know whether we? Okay. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'll be available. Okay. Okay. Good. And the twentieth would work for you. Yeah. The that? meetings that I recall in the past that we had the most conversation um, were. I mean, people gave feedback. It was there would be questions, but sometimes they weren't questions even that were you know, anything that we could respond to. There were questions about, there were some city questions and there were some other things. Oh. And I, you know, in a way, I think it's fine. I mean, okay. you know, anybody that is there that can provide input to questions that do come up, I think it just kind of helps the conversation. Mm -hmm. Versus, you know, if somebody asks questions and we just say, we can't talk about that, we can't talk about that, you know, then that kind of shuts the discussion down. And I also think it's good to show that um, we're not anti-police, that we have a cooperative uh, relationship with, with the police officers or the chief in the department. Okay. So April 20th at 5.30, and then um, hopefully that room is still available um, at this point. We plan on meeting room A at the library, but of course we'll have, we'll talk about it more as the meetings progress from here until then. Okay, any other discussion? All right, then, do, do any members of the public yeah. No. Oops. That's you. Oh, that's me. Okay, thank you. That's old business. Yeah. This is, some of you may be getting sick of me talking about this, but um, I had asked for a tightening up of what kinds of referrals we would take from citizens, what kind of complaints, and we did that. However, it turned out that that did not apply to board members or to the city. And one person was concerned it would take power away from the board. I don't think that's true because how many times in the past have we actually had a board member or a city official make a complaint from social media or TV? I mean, how many times has that happened? A complaint so based I, upon something seen on TV or, or social media. Never, as far as never. I know. Okay, so it's not taking power away because it's never even been used. And I would just like to make that coverage go for everything for everybody because for the same reason that I wanted it off the um, T 
TV or social media. It only, what is shown is only the most sensational part. You don't see what happens before leading up to that as we do on the police cameras and as the chief does when he does his investigations. <clears throat> so I, I agree that the long-standing rule that the board and city officials can make complaints. I just have a problem, one, because you don't get the whole story on social media or TV, and it could be slanted on social media anyway. And second, why? what's so special about us that we would have a privilege that we don't actually extend to public citizens? I mean, why would we, what makes us so more authoritative or more, I, I just have a problem with us being able to do something that we are clarifying that regular people can't do. Yeah, so I, I think, think about it in this way. The, any individual member of the board does not have the authority to file a complaint, okay? The board as an entity can file a complaint. So if one member of the board sees something on social media and wants to make a complaint based upon that, that's not enough. So that person has to convince a majority of the board members to agree in order to file a complaint. Good. Okay, that, that's helpful because I think we were all quite, some of us were quite stunned when it came up before and weren't sure how to react when a board member did make the complaint. And um, I, I think maybe there was a board member that expressed the desire to make a complaint but then mm -hmm. didn't do so. And that board member that wanted to make the complaint, it was based on social media. Would that right, it was on TV, yeah. But that never transpired. Okay. I thought we did vote, vote for that. Mm -hmm. No, okay, no. All right. I can also say that, you know, the council tonight, I think, mm -hmm. is discussing the amendment that we proposed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is, refresh my memory again. Uh, that a uh, person does not have the requisite personal knowledge if the only information they have is gleaned from social media. So we're restricting the ability to investigate, which is basically what we should be doing to have the ability to investigate where we see misconduct. Whether it's sensationalized or not, there is some kind of issue that's happened. And I don't think that taking away that right to fairly judge and to look at body cam footage is something we want to take away. Oh, we don't want to take away body cam. It's no, the I don't, wait, no, 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 even if it's social media. Because how often, because in order to see the body cam footage, something has to be initiated. So I don't really see as taking away a power to, to discern whether or not something needs to be going. Because if it is on, if it is on social media, something did happen. And we need to figure out more of the facts that happened around that. Because you're right, there's something that happens before the videotaping and after the videotaping. I don't disagree with that. But I don't think that we should be restricted that we can't just because but we're, did, afraid, we're afraid of sensationalism and whatnot. We're, but we're not restricting. Please? We're not restricted from not doing that. It's just that one board member can't decide 
on their own to initiate a complaint. Right, but I don't think that power was in, a, in, a, in the bylaws anyway. The no. proposed amendment that was discussed mm -hmm. in November has already been approved by the board. Mm -hmm. um, I can read to you what it was, Yeah. just to refresh your memory. Yeah, because that was a while ago. So it's an amendment to section 883B to add a sentence that says, a person who observes an incident solely on social media, television, or other media outlets does not have the requisite personal knowledge needed to authorize such person to file a complaint. Now that's the that citizenry. The citizen, yeah. So that's the section that defines what a complaint is. Right, okay. And it says that a person who has personal knowledge right. can file a complaint. And then this was defining kind of what personal knowledge and means. That I can kind of concur with, but I'm not restricting are the boards Right. So the board can file a complaint. If we convince the other board members by majority. If, well, yeah, there has to yeah. be a reasonable yeah. basis right. to, right. to conclude that misconduct. Yeah, I'm okay with the amendment as that. I'm not okay with restricting R as the police board. And it, and it is a... Right. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I just made, yeah. wanted to make sure I was clear. Uh, yeah, and I, I just remembered David Selma was uh, chair when I was elected. And there was one point where someone wanted to, on the board, wanted to file a complaint because not of what happened in the event, but in reactions after the event. And David was very clear, we only look at what the complaint is. If you want to file a complaint outside of the board as a citizen, you may do that. But the board won't do that. And. Um, I guess that's just where I came in. And just looking at equality, we're on a board, but we're a citizen who was appointed by the city. And so what makes us any different? Why should we have more power um, than the regular citizens? I just very strongly feel it should apply to everybody. Well, because we are volunteering our time and we are showing up in different ways that ordinary citizens aren't. I mean, we come here because we do want to make sure that the the relationship between the police board and the citizenry is maintained at at a highest level, which 99% of the time, as far as I've ever dealt with the Iowa City Police, it's always been that way. But it's that 1% that I would prefer to make sure that we have every bit of authority on this board. Yeah. So let me let me just clarify for you, Jerry, the, the section of the ordinance, let me read it for you. So it defines what uh, a complaint is, it defines what personal knowledge means, and then it says the city manager, the police chief, the city council, or the board itself may file a complaint based on reasonable belief that police misconduct has occurred regardless of personal knowledge. The board. The board can file a complaint. Yeah. Okay. So, what was proposed applies to citizens, not the board. It's to say that you don't have the authority to file a complaint if the basis of your knowledge of that complaint only comes from media and you didn't see it yourself. So that's, that's two different things. Yeah. The board's authority is based upon a different section of the ordinance as opposed to what gives a citizen okay. the right to file a complaint. Yeah. I still have an issue, but I guess that's okay. Sorry. Okay. 
the next um, item is if the public has any interest in making any comments. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Understand. <laughs> um, do the members of the board have anything they would like to add to any new business items on the next agenda? Nope. I didn't see a nod or a no. <laughs> I have a long list. Give me a while. We're not going to make this as long as last time's meeting, right? So is that a no? No, no. Well, not for now. Okay. <laughs> Just All right. <laughs> okay, then we're going to look at... I don't have anything. Oh, you don't have anything. Okay. Thank you. Can I add something? No, yes. Um, we're looking at... Um, the police department obviously has a uh, mission statement, but we don't have a list of core values that I would like to implement. And we're getting, we're trying to cast a wide net for input on this. We're obviously starting with our staff. I want, I want some community input. What better place than the community police review board? Um, if it, if I could ask for your input on that next meeting, we can talk about it more. I'll give you some okay. of the ideas that have come up. But uh, you can look, almost every large police department has a list of core values, just guiding principles for the organization, and I would really like this board's input on that. So okay. if we can put that on next agenda, I'd appreciate it. All right, thank you. Um, next, we're going to look at, I thought we did this at the beginning, maybe, and we're going to look at future meeting schedules. And if anyone has a problem with attending any meeting on those dates, February 14th, March 14th, April 11th. Do we, did we leave February 14th on the 14th? We did. We that one. Yeah, there was some discussion, but I think it would be. Right, we still like, kept it. Yeah. We did. But I mean, doesn't mean you can't. It's because we love each other. It'll be okay. <laughs> it's also my anniversary. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, as long as we have four for a corner, you can say, yep, I'm, I'm, yeah. it's my anniversary, folks. I'm bouncing. <laughs> Okay, if there is no stated conflict, speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> All right. So we don't need a motion to change dates. And we need to have a roll call on that. Uh, we don't need to be because we didn't make any changes. Okay. I'll make a motion to adjourn the executive session. I'll second that. We will move into executive session at, why does it go between the handles? 557. 557, thank you. No problem. <laughs> so, I need a motion. I need I a, oh, go ahead. It's the same thing we voted on in executive, but we have to make a public, a public uh, statement now. So I shall move. You okay. shall move. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't have to recycle over. Here, here. No 
want me to take the whole thing? Sure. Okay. Uh, so I'll move to set the level of review for complaint number 22-10 at 887B1A. <laughs> A-8-7B1A. Small Good A. job. Small A. Small A. I'll and second. Oh, yes, I have to call. Uh, we'll start over here. Jensen. Oh. We'll do roll call. Now. I always try to get away with that, so move. I'll remember that. <laughs> I'm doing roll call. Meccas? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Vanderbeck? Aye. And McConnell? Aye. I sustain my own motion. <laughs> Good choice. Power grab. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I contradict myself. <laughs> Do we, could I have a motion to adjourn? I'll make a motion to adjourn. Great. I'll second that. Great. The meeting has been adjourned at 6.06. .06. <laughs>